Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip hop? Right here, what we're gonna do is go back. Because I'm super productive. 
working from home makes me more productive. It does, yeah. I it forget does. to eat and things like that, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I'll be, be up on my first break watering the, the flowers outside in the garden. Girl, I'll be on my lunch. I'll be eating cooked lunch for the kids. Last time <laughs> I might be to clean up the So I'm just like, uh, so I put it in, you know, that I would rather do virtual 
you know, yeah. So are y'all still wearing masks everywhere you go? I do. I do. You do? Yes. You know where you mask maker? I told you I feel claustrophobic. You know, I'm not one of them. You know, I feel like I can't breathe. It's like a really, like people would probably think I'm going crazy, like out, because I feel like I just, I got real bad anxiety. So it, it, not, it really ain't working for me. That's why I don't really go nowhere. <laughs> she said, I just stay at home. Yeah, no, I wear my mask. So anytime I go into like public places, I have my mask on. Um, I like today, um, I went to do a visit, but um, I had an appointment today. I wore my mask. I went to Target, I had my mask on. I went to Uptown, I had my mask on. So I wear my mask everywhere that I go out in public. Um, that is a big place. Now, if it's like a small gathering I'm with you guys, I don't wear my mask, but I do wear my, my mask anytime I go anywhere else. So. So Stephanie, do you wear gloves when you when you're out as well? No, I keep forgetting about the gloves. The gloves, I say, not good anyway. So yeah, I've done it a couple of times, and then I felt like I just needed to throw them away. And yeah, I felt like it was just getting everything dirty. So <laughs> no, I changed it. You ain't changing every time that you touch yeah. the it defeats the purpose. You touch the door. And then you touch the car screen, and then you touch. Yeah, that's pompous. Right. But what about the people right. that eat fries with the gloves on? That's nasty. <laughs> eat what? French fries. Any food with it on. I've so. seen people do that. Like they'll have gloves on, they'll have a mask and a glove, but they'll pull their mask down and they're eating like their food with their gloves on. If they didn't touch everything. Oh, like, coronavirus. So, anyway, you have a question for us, Capri? I do. I do. So, question. Do you all think that a person should disclose a mental health illness before getting into a serious relationship with you? So if the person is bipolar or they have serious depression or they're schizophrenic, if before they go into a serious relationship with you, should they disclose that? Yes. But I don't, I get, yes, they should disclose it. I don't, you know, I guess, I don't know like what, conversation would that fall into like it probably should be i would say probably i would hope you have it within the first you know if y'all talking maybe the first few dates that you might want to disclose it I, I guess you wouldn't tell somebody just up you know real quick you know if it's not gonna probably get serious i don't know so what so what do you think stephanie since you have the dating app so clearly you're trying to help people connect what do you think so I think for me, and I can actually weigh in from both standpoints. So I'm not as vocal about this, but I actually suffer from depression. So for me, I feel as if me being open about it is a personal choice. And it's not something that I choose to open up to just anyone about it. So I feel like with dating, you have the opportunity to learn things organically. And if it's someone that you have trust in, then absolutely, you can tell them once you're comfortable. But in many cases, there's still so much of a stigma with mental illnesses where people simply don't understand. So if someone is to say they're bipolar or that they say that they're manic depressive, people look at that as if, oh, they're unstable, they can't handle conflict. And that's not the case. Some of the smartest people in the world suffer from depression. They're brilliant. They just have a chemical disorder within their body that causes them to have those highs and those lows. So for me, I feel like it's up to me when I disclose that. So you're either in or out. 
what you've gotten to know so far once I disclose my mental illness to you. If it's something that scares you away, then that's on your side. That's a loss for you, not for me. Because so should, you, should you hold out on possibly like, because there's the other part that I always say, we will typically sleep with someone before we know anything about them. So we'll say, you're safe enough for me to sleep with, but you're not safe enough to know my deepest, darkest secrets, you know, which I think sometimes um, is, a contra is a huge contradiction, you know, like um, I think sometimes we get more safer. We tell people you're safer in a sexual space with me, which is way more intimate than me knowing your mental health, you know, your mental health or your mental illnesses. We'll say that's fine. You can be in a sexual relationship with me, but you can't know that I got bipolar or you can't know that I have depression or you can't know that I'm many. And I think that what, where it becomes important is if you're having sex with someone, you can procreate. So then you pass those kind of things along to the, to your children and things like that. And I think that those are conversations we need to be having before we get to the sexual, sexual part. I mean, if y'all have kids or something, but I mean, again, Mm, there we go with that sexual thing, cause I'm not. You ain't got to have no ties with sex. Sex is different. Just be sick. Exactly. I ain't got to tell you that I suffer from depression or I have a bipolar if I have sex. And I think when you look at it, stroke. One of the things that I actually learned from one of my doctors is you can't see diabetes, but you know someone has it. Depression is just a disease that you cannot see. So we have to get away from thinking that it's a negative disease because it's a disease. It's a disorder. It's no different than someone having another type of illness. I may not tell someone if I'm diabetic before I have sex. So why do I have to tell you that I suffer from depression? Because this may not be a long-term thing. This just may be yeah. something that they're deciding to have sex, like you said, for today. But it may not be a long-term relationship, and I don't need to give you all of my HIPAA information in order for me to be with you in that moment. So I should be able to decide who gets to know me in terms of my personal health, which to me, depression is just that. It's an illness. And but if no proven facts right to this point that says that people that suffer from depression they can't say that you 100% pass it on to your offspring. So yes. it depends on what type of depression you have. Some people have derived depression because of traumatic situations in their lives. Some people have PTSD. Some people actually have depression where you can take a test to see if you have a true chemical imbalance. So it varies. And I think that's part of, especially in the black community, us educating ourselves on what really that illness is because that's what drives people to suffer in silence because not everyone completely understands that having these disorders are not a negative thing. And, and I get that part too, but when we say part of my HIPAA, you're introducing your sexual, your body to me is part of your hip. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that we don't have casual sex and we don't have casual sex partners, but babies do come out of casual sex and casual sex partners. And so those are conversations I think, um, it may be even we're more careful about like casual sex and how we have casual sex and who we have casual sex with. And we have those conversations too, because Again, some people feel like it's casual sex. I shouldn't disclose my whole health, um, everything about my health to you. Well, what if I have babies? Protect yourself. 
So, so I feel like different. So if you're having casual sex with someone, then yes, I believe you're required to tell them anything that's going to negatively impact them so that you don't take that decision away from them. Me telling someone that I have depression, how does that affect you? It like I said, it depends on how casual the sex is. Not everybody's using protection. Not everybody's... I mean, depression is one thing. But we're talking like schizophrenia, um, bipolar. Like, if it's a more serious mental health concern, even though I feel like it's a stigma, it's the same stigma behind telling somebody you have AIDS. The same stigma behind telling somebody you have herpes. I think that there are some things that probably should be disclosed and talked about um, before we get to that point of having sex, because there are babies that come out of casual sex, just as well as there are diseases that come from casual sex. Um, I just feel, because I haven't got to answer the question, so I feel like um, you don't have to disclose it necessarily up front, because I might not like you, you might not like me, you might not want me in your business, but I feel like if we are going down a path and we are becoming serious, I do think that that is something I should know, because that way, whenever it does happen, I know how to deal with it, know how to help you or whatever, regardless if we have sex or not. Hopefully, we have gotten gotten to know each other enough before we even gotten that far. But it's also up to the person, if you are having casual sex and you don't know a lot about that person, protect yourself. Because it is a lot that go on in you know, family history and stuff like that that we don't know about. So that's also the responsibility of the, like, of my, the, my responsibility. It's not just both people. people. I think it's both people. And so I think it's both people's part of responsibility, but you can be responsible. You can be as responsible all the way to the max and still have a baby. You can be on birth control. He can be using condoms. And there's no feelings. We just kind of right. like don't care. And there. I don't really feel I need to go into detail and tell you uh, my, my family history or the things that I'm suffering or going through. But if you're trying to build a future with me and want to be with me, then, hey, we need to have this conversation because I might be going through this. I might have breakdowns. So let me tell you what I go through so that you can recognize it. Or when I don't want to be bothered, it's not you, it's me, you know, because I still want to be serious with you. So that's when you have those conversations. Casual sex, I would, I, I don't expect that type of stuff out of that. I just you think that, that, that we, we, make, we, we make sex too casual. Uh, you said what? Some people do. Not everybody, though. I like people makes it casual. Not everybody makes but it casual. But I mean, my thing is, if you are having just casual sex, I don't think you got to disclose all that to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think probably, there's a lot to it. I don't necessarily say that you owe somebody that, but I do think that if, depending on how far you go down the line and how much happens and things that occur, I do think that there are conversations that should be had. Um, I'm not sure that you should disclose to me your mental health um, at the first and second date. And again, I've had sex, casual sex. It's people I probably didn't know if what their mental health, you know, well-being was. Because again, like you said, Dante, it's my responsibility to figure out, like, to keep myself responsible and to make sure to protect myself as well. Uh, but just playing devil's advocate, like, what if, what if you get into a situation with someone and then you have, you know, you guys were having casual sex. You never had the conversation. Now you have a baby and your child is displaying all these different signs. They have all these different things. And then you find out later that their father has schizophrenia. That's a, that's a huge thing. And I know a lot of times what happens is, and we've talked about it before, in the African-American community, we don't talk about those kind of things. We don't have those kind of discussions. And those are discussions that need to be had when you're talking 
about having kids and procreating and things like that. No, when you're, that's true, but the question was when you're dating, when do you yeah. disclose that? Not when, you, when you're planning to have babies, when you're planning to be together. Yes, those conversations need to be had. Yeah. But if you're just casually dating, we just going out to eat, we only have sex, I only see you once a week, you only hit me up, hey, I'm about to come through. I don't need to know your mental status. Like, I don't really expect for you to tell me that. You, you may need to know his mental status. Getting rude with him, y'all intimate, and he got one of those, you know. I'm just saying, it depends on it how long. It depends. I think it depends on how long but, you're having casual but sex. But hopefully I'm not knowing you. Are you understand what I'm saying? One thing, if you have a casual sexual encounter, Versus having casual, long-term casual sex. Yeah, long-term. Sex. If it's a long-term casual sex thing, I understand that you should at that point probably display that. Because I'm going to need you not to jump up and, and you get to seeing people. And I'm like, what the hell is, you know, what's going on with him? But I just think, you know, if we just, you know what I'm saying? If he just a fuck buddy, you know, I, I don't think I should. You know, now if we 10 months down the line and we still having this casual sex, I think it should have been talked about. But hopefully y'all are talking on the phone and like yes. getting to know each other to where that those type of would. conversations come out. Yeah. But just careful. I never ever talk to you unless you come through. I mean, you know, like stuff like that. I, you know, I think that's different than a person you're talking to every day because I would feel some type of way. I'm talking to you every day, been having sex with you for 10 months and you haven't disclosed this. Exactly. Thing. And then all of a sudden you have an episode where you're seeing people or whatever the case exactly. and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I just feel like when you're in the stages of getting to know somebody at, at that level, at a deeper level, certain things need to be disclosed. But it depends on the level, to me. Yeah, I agree. I think um, also I agree. I feel like sometimes what happens is we don't really tell people things because we're afraid of how they will look at us or how they will see us or the conversations that will come behind that. And I think sometimes we almost kind of try to force people to accept something that they might not necessarily be willing to accept. So, right. um, you know, so I have a question for Stephanie. So mm -hmm. you have the dating app called Maybe Drinks. Mm -hmm. So what exactly are you, how are you matching these people up? Because like I've seen dating websites where, you know, they match people up with like, like interest. And well, before like you that. even answer that, let's just kind of say, how did it come about though? How did the day come out? So we actually haven't launched yet. We're launching this summer. But how it came about is I actually, working in corporate America and being in technology, it's really underrepresented when it comes to Black women, especially those that have founded a technical te technical company. So I actually was living in a city when I was working at Walmart's headquarters, and I tried online dating simply because there wasn't very many people to date there that looked like me. And that's what I was interested in. So I had the idea after, I've actually had other sites in the past. So um, long ago, we started a website called Buffy Network that was a black social media site. Um, and then we had a site called Greek Suite that was for black Greek letter organizations. And those did not pan out. So I wanted to try again. And what I thought would be good is to have a different voice of online dating. And that was from a black woman's perspective because it was unheard at that time. So what we really wanted to do was give you more of a choice on how you actually dated rather than it being an algorithm in the background that just matches you with people based off of 
whatever you said in your introductory profile. We're giving you the opportunity to search all you want based off of, let's, let's be honest, some people are visual people. You're looking at people based on their photos. We want you to be able to search by that if that's what piques your interest. We want you to be able to swipe if that's what you feel like doing that day. So we're not going to give you this secret um, algorithm in the back where you don't know how we're matching you with people. We're giving it to the user and putting it in their hands so that they have the search capabilities to find someone on their own. Gotcha. Okay. So it's just open, completely open. It's completely open. And then also, um, without disclosing too many of the detailed features, just to re retain our competitive advantage, um, one of our officers actually coined it community dating. So we have things up in the air, not up in the air, but things that are coming where you no longer have to, you know, as women, when we see someone, it's not uncommon for us to paste that profile in a group text. Look at him. What do you think? So those are things that we're allowing you to do within the app. So community dating is something that we're bringing to the table where your friends are involved in that dating search with you so that they can actually help you find that person. <laughs> that's different. So that's probably like something that's different outside of the other day naps. I, I, I've done online dating and I haven't done it in a while, but I don't think that you can do community dating. Do you know Capri? Uh, no, there was no community dating. No, you just swipe left or right <laughs> when I did it. I never did like any of the like intensive ones where you put like in your name, your bio, your interests, like where you go through all and like pay for it. I've never done it. I've always done like the free ones where you kind of give like some information, but not a lot of information. And then just kind of um, swipe left or swipe right on what it looked like. You know, you kind of look cute. And then I would go like, um, the last one I did was plenty of fish and I would look at their bios and kind of read some of their stuff like, Oh, okay. He seems kind of interesting. So then I would swipe right on that. Um, but that was about as deep as online dating got it for me. So did you online date a lot, Stephanie? No, I've used a couple of competitors in the past. Um, but I'll be honest, the quality of people wasn't necessarily what I wanted. Um, so you have varying levels depending on the site. So that are known for certain things. Um, there are some sites that are known for being, you know, quote unquote, we be called. Um, a lot of the times with free sites, no one is really taking it seriously. They're just there. Um, for us, we're, off we're offering both options. We have free services and we have paid services um, that we call top shelf membership. Um, because we're maybe drinks. So we do have, you have the opportunity to do more serious dating versus I'm just here looking for a little bit. Um, but for me, I tried it. I wasn't successful, obvious, because obviously I'm still single. Um, so I will be using maybe drinks as well. So <laughs> when I actually go on there, you are going to be searching? Like I am. I'm going to use my own product. So my best friend said that it was like, the hair puff for men. I'm also a user, so yeah. Oh, I got a question though. So, like, what's the craziest thing that you like ex experience that you had like from uh, online dating? <sighs> I don't know if I can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had a person that this actually wasn't from online dating. This was just a dating story where we actually went to a movie and he pulled out coupons and he paid for the date. So 
I, you know, when you're at AMC and you have the movie watcher card and they ask, hey, do you have a movie watcher card? Do you want to get your points? And I'm like, hey, I'll slide my card. And he's like, no, 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 those are my points. So we go to the concession stand and he's like, do you want anything? And he orders popcorn. And I kid you not, he used coupons again. So after that, he asked if I wanted something to drink. And I said, do you have a coupon for that too? if it wasn't a first date so for me this was your first impression of that person so he said no I don't have a coupon so I just got a cup of water a water cup it wasn't like a paid cup of water it was a water cup the water fountain so after the movie was over and he dropped me off he wanted to come in which I didn't understand any of that because We've given no indication that that was, you know, on the table. So I said, no, politely turned him down. And so coined him Mr. Coupon. I won't say what the other part was, but. <laughs> so was it because it was the first date? That it was probably the first date. So now if he would have, like, 10th date, you know, if he would have pulled out coupons then, would it have made it a difference? It wouldn't have bothered me if we had already known each other. And for me... As a feminist, I have a rule to my that I always say: if I'm woman enough to ask, I'm woman enough to pay. So it's not uncommon for me to pay for first dates. So it was more of this was his first impression, and if you're this comfortable with me on the first date, what on earth am I looking forward to at date ten? Yeah, I was gonna be sharing a meal. <laughs> right. <laughs> sharing a meal at somebody's date. Yeah. No, just one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with cheap men. I just have a problem with like cheap men who don't understand that there is a time and place for everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that you should. It's okay to be like the kind of person that saves money and wants to save money and wants to set things aside. I understand that. But I do understand also that you should be the person who like. Like you said, should value first impressions. You wouldn't take your your boss on a coupon date. Very true. So I, I, you know what? It is a date that I actually forgot about. It was an online date, and I actually talked to the guy on the phone for a while. And we were supposed to go out to eat, but he wanted me to come to his house and pick him up. So I I went to his house, and I normally never go to people's houses, but I had to use the bathroom. And I went in his house, but his water was turned off. So he had to take water buckets or whatever. Well, he had a bunch of water jugs. And he had, I used the restroom, but he had to, like, you know, fill the back of the toilet. And then he had to, like, pour the water for me to wash my hands. And so that was... You still went on a date after? I hung out with him. Only that one time, though. I did. I still hung out with him that day. I finished. Because I didn't want to make it seem like, okay, I'm washing my hands with your buckets or bottles of water or whatever, so I'm about to leave. But it was I was trying to think of, like, an exit strategy. But that is one of the dates that I remember. Like, why would you... I mean... He didn't expect you to come in. Me to come in but still, I don't know. But that was well, like... So that's the other part I think that's really hard for me, too, is that the expectation that you have to have it all together before a woman will date you. And um, sometimes I think we that's a hard expectation because what if you just, like, like I always say... I, that's the reason why I, if I'm like you, if I'm woman enough to ask you on a date, I'm going to pay for it because I don't know your financial situation. 
And maybe you're at a point where you're not really like financially stable. That doesn't mean that you've never been financially stable. That doesn't mean that you've never been able to take care of yourself. That just means that at this time in your life, you're having a hard time and that happens in people's lives. Like what if you had a, a serious accident a couple of years ago that created all these medical bills and now you're just kind of juggling bills trying to figure it out. I don't know. And I think sometimes we might put too much pressure on people to be like, be, before you come take me, be financially stable. You don't have to be financially stable, but I didn't tell y'all plenty of times and I, I will stick, stand my ground on it. Ain't no damn way that I'm paying for no damn first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, fifth day, none of it. So my thing is like, if you're going to be a man, I'm going to need you to be a man and I'm gonna the tip. And this is and why we always disagree. This is why I'm not paying for no day. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not gonna ask. I mean, I will say you want to go get something to eat, but I guarantee you, I'm not expecting to pay. That's for sure. I'm not going to pay. But that's true. So, he said he wouldn't have let nobody in the house when his water was out. <laughs> she had to use the bathroom, Tony. But he was a nice person. What were you going to say, Stephanie? So I think being raised with a brother, I have a different perspective. So growing up, I wouldn't want my brother in a relationship with someone where he's constantly working out all of his money just so that person can have a good time and they're not contributing anything back into the relationship or the situation. I would want to make sure that you're equal in some way. And then also for me, I'm slightly different because I don't do traditional gender roles when it comes to dating. So I'm single right now and I take out the trash. That doesn't mean just because you're here that I'm going to stop doing it. So I think a woman that is also willing to pay on a date is also showing you, hey, I'm interested enough in you where I'm actually spending my resources as well. But we don't necessarily have to go on a date that you have to pay for. You know, I'm not telling you that, like, I'm not saying, like, mm, you have to take me, you know, if you want to take me out on a date, you know, we don't necessarily, it don't have to be, it can be a free date. I mean, like I said, you know, I've said before, like, we can go walk at the park, we can go have a picnic, but my thing is, like, I, I'm more of the traditional dating type of woman. But you just said, okay, let's go get something to eat. I will and, say that. And they still have to pay. Yes, ma'am. How do you know if they have money? Then just say that you don't have money. I'm not going to look at you any different. But what if he thinks that you're some, like, because you asked that you're going to pay? No, he's not going to think that. Because I, I make it very clear <laughs> that I'm a traditional type of woman. Ain't nobody ever thought that. I've never had an issue where we sit at a table and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and we like, who's going to pay, it's never happened. I, I'm just not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that I have this type of thing. Hold on, when the check up, you look down at your phone? No! I mean, when the check come, you know, nine times out of ten, that woman, you know, the waitress, man or woman, normally slides it to him. And that, what am I? No, I'm not no. I'm not going to, like, again, we would have to be in a relationship and then we're going out and maybe I'm paying for Father's Day or I'm paying because it's your birthday, or I'm paying because maybe I treated you for Valentine's Day, or something like that, or I might just take you out rent, but we would have to necessarily be dating years. I'm not, if we just casually date, I'm not paying for no, But it, it's been a lot of times where I've gone Dutch, like where I don't necessarily, like I'll go on a date with the guy, but I'm really not feeling him, but it's like, well, I really don't want him to pay for me, so I'll be like, oh, I could get me, I can pay for myself, because I know that I'm not going to call him back. I know I'm not yeah. going to text him back. I know, like, I've just wasted probably two hours of my time 
So let me just go. I don't even want to spend your money. Let me just go ahead and spend mine and go on about my way. So I will do that. So I agree with you. Like I do have brothers and I have sons and I wouldn't want my sons like constantly forking out money, you know, for a woman and not get anything back. Here's the thing. If he invites me, the rule of thumb goes, if you invite me, you pay. I don't even look at the ticket. If I, I don't even look at the ticket. So that's, that's my rule of thumb. Even if like I'm not interested in you or anything like that, if you invited me to come, because I'm going to hope that you thought the same thing that I would think, is that you didn't think that I was coming and paying for food, that I didn't, when you, I didn't invite myself to come. So... I'm gonna let you pay for it at that point, and then I'm gonna, I mean, I'll express how I feel about it and go from there. But it's the same thing. I don't, I don't feel, I don't take it personal if you let me pay for a meal for you, and later you say, you know, I'm not really interested in where we're at because I don't have a problem with asking a man out on a date. I don't have a problem with being the first to initiate things. Like I can pay for, I'll pay for it. So I just feel like if you're, um, if if you. At some point, if you invite me, I feel like you need to pay for it. Just like if I invite you another way. Maybe that's what it is because I'm not, I'm not in date. I'm not inviting really anybody on a date. So that's probably why. And Tony, to answer your question, like if he doesn't have it and he can go buy me a make chicken, I'm not against any of that. We can go to, I'm not like, no, I'm not going, I don't eat Taco Bell McDonald's, but I'm just saying, like I'm not, I can go to a fast food place. You know what I'm saying? And not, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't have to go like to somewhere like fancy or something like that, but I'm just not paying, but I'm not asking you either. So that's probably the reason why I'm not asking nobody on a date really. But I agree with you, Stephanie. I'm a, I'm not a gender role kind of person either. So if the trash need to be taken out, if I come in, I'm not about to sit in the trash in the house with stinky trash all day. I'm taking it out. You know, like that's what I've been doing. You gotta go to the curb. Yeah, if, if I'm here, but if but if he's here, I'm just like, babe, can you take the trash? Listen, out? the trash needs to be taken out of my house right now. <laughs> my son was at work all day. And guess what? That trash gonna sit there till he get there, cause I ain't taking it out. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting. I'm just not gonna sit around with stinky trash all day. Like if it's trash, it ain't. But I sure ain't taking. I'm not. I, I'm not, but she's traditional. She I'm traditional. That. I she said, said that. that I'm gonna wash the clothes. I'm gonna cook. I'm not looking for you to do none of that at any time. I promise my husband probably has never cooked one meal. And what I'm gonna do is make sure that when I do cook for him, he ain't never get on the paper plate. <laughs> <laughs>
because those are things that I know are not my specialty. You know, it, it wouldn't be like a deal for, you know what I'm saying? 
if we there and clothes are and he wash them, that's fine. You know, it, it helps out. I'm just not going to be the complainer where I'd be like, you know, why he didn't wash the clothes? I'm just going to wash them. It ain't that serious. You know, if he washes them while I'm at work, that's fine. And he used to. He cooks, cleans, and all that. But And he'll pick up food. It's just like I just go by the, you know, traditional thing. Like the man's supposed to take. I mean, maybe it's because, like, you get certain men in your life. Like my grandfather has always told me that, like, he, like, the man is supposed to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? He needs to play that man role. And that's what I'm going to need him to do. No. Like, or else he don't need to approach me. Okay, I got a question for y'all because clearly. Oh, your live is stopped. Just sorry to interrupt you. I just or, you. On the Instagram, I restarted it. Okay. So why do you think it's so many single women out here? Stephanie. Because you're, you're basically creating a nap to help us. Yeah. I'm so why do you think it's so many single women out there? You know, um, this is a girl talk conversation that I've had with a lot of friends, um, especially when it comes to single black women and not to just make it just about the black woman, but we have a larger amount of women that are single. Um, I really think that part of it is that old saying of women maturing faster than men. In some cases, it can be true. We, you know, we may reach a point where if a man and a woman are, are on the same path in their career, um, it may open up more opportunities for the man where for him to play the field. So the more money you make, the more things you can do. I can have a squad. I can have a team of people and a six man on the bench, six women on the bench. For women, we sometimes have a one-track mind. I say that because my brother tells me I have a one-track mind when it comes to dating. We'll get attached to one person very fast, and we may have other people that are interested in us, but we're still like, mm, no, but David, I talked to David the other day, and I got my hopes on this one. So we tend to shun anybody else that comes behind David, even though we're not in a committed relationship with him. We're focused and we want something to happen. So we put all of our eggs in one basket. And I think a lot of it is that as women, in many cases, we haven't learned how to just date. And then we trip and fall and, and tip over the basket and all the eggs fall out. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone, and you're trying to figure out now, who is that that was trying to talk to me? The other day? And she's like, well, Moved on. So, yeah, that's a part of it is that we don't give our chance ourselves a chance just to get to know as many people as we possibly can and have a choice in the matter. Instead, yeah. a lot of us are in that situation where we feel like, nope, we have to be, you know, we have somebody, I'm going to focus on this person, I'm going to manage it like a project, and it's going to happen. And it doesn't always work out that way. So, treated like it's just as men treat us you know it's not that they're disrespectful but they know when they're dating they're dating and when they want to be exclusive they say so we're exclusive without anybody even telling us that we're okay but but do you feel like that's because there's a stigma behind women who date multiple men besides because men can date multiple women and it's just what they do but a woman that does that if i mean because like i always say i've always kind of dating multiple people or whatever and there has been times where I might hang out with somebody on Tuesday another person on Thursday another person on Saturday or whatever but it doesn't mean that I'm sleeping with any of them but people would have this stigma like oh well she a hoe because I didn't see her with three different people when really I'm just trying to get to know these people I ain't sleeping with nobody so I mean is that the stigma is that that's why women focus on probably like the one who 
they're most compatible with versus like these other people because of the stigma behind dating? I think you're absolutely right. And it's unfortunate that when it comes to a woman that dates multiple people, she's automatically labeled as a quote unquote loose woman. I won't use the terms. But for a man, it's like, ah, hey, you know, get in there, you're doing it. And I think a lot of that stigma is put on by other women. And I don't know if it's a jealousy thing. I don't know if it's just, you know, we're going back in the day and we're sticking to what our stereotypes are. But we, a lot of the times, you'll hear other women refer to, you know, each other in derogatory terms when they're dating multiple people. And really, it can just be dating. It's okay for you to just have dinner or just have drinks with someone. And I think it's also um, one of those scenarios where, like, it's expected for a woman to settle down. Like you have to pick, and I think sometimes too, you pick the best of the of the of the batch. You know, like it might not necessarily be that. You know, you you may have choices. I mean, I let me be honest, I have choices, but the choices ain't always what I want. Like, what can I do? You know, I can't do nothing with somebody else's man. I can't do nothing with the man if they don't want to commit. I can't do nothing. Like, and so it kind of almost forces you sometimes to deal with like, okay, well. He good, you know, he got he got his life together, he got a good career, you know, I can see myself with him, and I think that that's kind of sometimes also what we do is we have, like, this future thinking with people before we even get to know them. Ooh, what will my future look like with him? Yes. Women that's have that bad. True. We fall for the idea of someone. The idea of the actual person. And it's it's like that to me a song where she talks about how how can you miss someone you've never had and you created these memories in your head of this relationship with this person. So when it doesn't work out, you're like, Oh man, I've been through the trenches in my mind when I'm <laughs> dreaming about him. We have you know, I know how this wedding is gonna look and what our kid looks like. None of that has actually ever happened, but emotionally we've actually connected in that way. And it causes us to have that disappointment. You're right. We fall for the hope of things and not sometimes the reality. And I think that stops us from giving other people a chance. And then also, I know for me, I struggled with being open to dating outside of my race. Just because I have this thought in my mind of, oh, well, white men don't find me attractive. Other races don't find me attractive. So I pigeonhole myself to just the brothers, which are fine because I love them. But I've toyed with that of, should I be more open? Because they're open. So those are things to think about. And I mean, I think that was one of the reasons why... I had the idea of the app is because there's so many single women of just creating another platform for them to have a chance. And that's why we introduced the community dating piece because sometimes you do need your girls to give you enough punch of just say, go for it. So we allow you to just send somebody a drink virtually. So there's no commitment. It's just, let's get in there and just take a shot. So one of our slogans is shoot your shot. So we also are going to do video dating. So that way it kind of eases up that, you know, panic that you have of having that initial first date from face to face. And we were actually going to do video dating even before COVID. Um, so it actually pans out. You can't go anywhere. So you'll be using our app hopefully anyway. But that is one of the features that we'll be introducing. And hopefully that will allow women to feel more empowered because it's literally just a virtual date. So you don't have to have 
so many, so much pressure on it. So I have a question. So Stephanie, I know you said that you're not with like tra traditional dating. So are you okay with actually approaching a man? Like, are you gonna like? That was my question. Which, like, would you <laughs> like? You see somebody that you're interested in. You know they're single. Okay, uh, they're on, you know, social media. Would you actually go into their like DM or, or inbox them and say, hey? Okay. So true confession. There used to be a time when I would do that. I had no problems being the aggressor and going up to someone, introducing myself and saying, all right, let's go for it, and asking him out. I have, not uncommon for many women, I have some self-esteem issues, and I'm self-conscious when it comes to, you know, my looks. So I don't do it anymore, just because, just like men are afraid of rejection, so are we as women. But what I have learned is that the same fear of rejection that we have, men have the same. And often it's the jerks that don't mind coming up to you and saying hello. And so that's how a lot of the times we end up with the guy who doesn't treat us as well. Because the nice guy or the guy that you may really want is over there waiting for a glance or some type of indication that it's safe to approach. I'm gonna say yes. But the ones that are bold, always end up being the one that you really know you should not want to date but you're stuck with them anyway and it goes back to okay you're in that situation one track mind the one that came is the one who's getting the attention unless he is just a complete you know obvious walk away danger zone but for the most part yeah it's I'm okay with doing it I have to get my confidence up to start doing it and the app is one way I am going to do that so I promised myself I'm going to use it, not just because I built it, but because it's time. Like, you know, life is short. Just get out there and take a chance. If a man can do it, so can he. So that's where that's that was a question that I was gonna ask you, like what the shoot your shot mean, because that's where I'm a traditionalist at. Like I don't approach men. I just always felt like men are hunters and if they want me, they will approach me. So I have, I mean, I don't know, like I've done it one time and being a guy was cool or whatever, but for the most part, I will crush on a guy, think he is so fine, but I'll just do it from a distance. And if he never approached me, then that's that. And so I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's a rejection thing or if it's just me being traditional, but I just feel like if a man wants me, he would approach me and I would know that. So it's funny you say that, that you call them hunters because true story. So my brother, um, he's watching, hello brother. Um, he actually said to me one day that I have too much hunter in me and not enough friend. Because once I'm in a situation, I become the aggressor. So I may not be the person at this point in my life that'll go up to you, introduce myself and give you my phone number. But once we've exchanged numbers and I've decided, okay, I like that guy, then I'm pushing for it. And he had to explain to me, sometimes you can't be the hunter in terms of it being a competition. Because in many cases, it wasn't about that guy and me actually being interested in that guy. It was me wanting to win. And I wanted to achieve that goal, which was that person at that time. So that was why he said to me, you have too much hunter and not enough friend. I had to take out the competitive Stephanie and just go with the heart. But I think in your case where you're saying you don't know if it's traditional or if it's just confidence, I think you have to 
sometimes just take a risk on yourself. And if it's somebody that you're admiring from, you know, afar and you don't take the chance, the last thing you want is for you to have regrets in life. And you don't want to be in a situation where it's what if, what if I would have told them? Because in many cases, men are thinking the same thing that you are. And one of the things I've learned along the way is that men often are pondering over a woman as well. But if he thinks she's not interested, he's not going to step to her. Right. And so then we'll just never talk. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my thing. I have a mix. So I don't have a problem with speaking to a man first. Like, I don't have an issue with uh, walking up to a person. And I don't think that it's one of those things where um, I have to be like, like, I feel like I'm like, throwing myself at you like I don't have a problem initiating conversation or whatever and if it goes somewhere it goes somewhere and if it doesn't it doesn't but I don't I I don't have a problem initiating but then I pull back so if you're interested in me so I will initiate I you know we can exchange numbers all of that but then I will pull back so if you're interested in me then you'll show me that you're interested in me in that point so I don't think that it's like, I think sometimes the misconception is that since you like, you're throwing yourself at somebody because you initiate a conversation or you initiate com- conversation or, you know, you initiate contact or you slide in the DMs and say, hey, I think you have a nice smile or I think you look really nice, but I pull back after that. So after we didn't have a conversation or whatever it is, if you're interested, you'll pursue. If not, then we're not going no further from there. If I speak to you and we have an exchange at the bar and you don't show any further interest from there, I take it. I don't take it personally. Um, I think, I, and I don't pursue it any further. I'm not like, so you should just fly me your number, or I'm not like super aggressive about it. But I don't think it's Capri, anything wrong. Capri say that, and Capri would be like, Capri will buy a drink. Let me buy I you. Yeah, and I'll hold that my way. So is that, is that you shooting your shot? Yes, for shooting your shot. That's what shooting your shot. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot my shot with it. I mean, but if it don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere. I think that's actually a great attitude. I need you to adopt that attitude. I'm not like, I don't like look at it like, oh my gosh, I'm devastated. He didn't take the shot. So like, I always understand like, maybe he has something else going on. Maybe there's other reasons. I feel like sometimes we don't understand that men are human just like we are. They have some of the same emotions, some of the same anxiety, some of the same discouragements that we have. Like they've been through some of the same issues that we've been through. Just because they're a man doesn't mean they don't feel that kind of way. So I don't take it personal if you don't move forward with it. I just say that just wasn't the one and I go on. But I mean, I just, I think for me, that's always been a thing. Like, like I said, I, I, I don't mind initiating. Now I'm not going to chase you. So what's going to happen is if I feel like you want, you think I'm chasing you, I will fall all the way there. <laughs> like, but it's human nature to take things personally, though. Like, we always want to make it about us. Like, he didn't call me back, or he's not interested because of me. So I, right. I definitely, it is a good attitude to have. I don't have that attitude. Maybe I do take things more personally, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm a traditional person in that aspect as far as dating. Um, but I, I do think that's a good thing, to not take it personal. Because uh, that's the thing, we do take it personal. When somebody, because I've had dudes, like, well, it's been a long time, but back in the day or whatever, they try to approach you and you like, I'm not interested. And they're like, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, they get mad at you. And it's like, well, dang. Like, but they took it, like, so personal that I'm not interested in you, but you don't know what I got going on. I'm probably not attracted to you. 
but you probably don't even know even know what I got going on. But you took it that personal to where you had to be like, "F you, bitch!" Like, right? You're, she gonna say F. Why you just say fuck you, bitch? She said bitch. Party out there. Whatever. Just like you would pictures. 
and people can, when they're in your profiles, they can actually learn more about you because they're seeing you talk to yourself about you. So we did away with a lot of the other, how the other apps ask you a ton of questions about yourself. We want you to be able to tell your story your way. So I love the app already, y'all. I might have to do a bonus. Girl, I am. I want to be, I just want to be community for both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be community. I'm, yeah, you help know. Us, help you help us pick from. So will this be like nationwide? Is it going to be like a nationwide app? So it won't just be Oklahoma because I'm going to date an Oklahoma me. And I, I don't care what nobody in Oklahoma say, I ain't dating no Oklahoma me. It is everywhere. So we're originally, we're originally going to launch U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Um, and then hopefully if it takes off, we'll go to other countries. But right now, North America is our primary focus. And I just need to stay in North America, but I need like more like Chicago, the city, um, <laughs> yes. the East, you know, Maryland, you know, that area. Yes. One of the things that we are doing is we let you decide what distance you want us to search for you. Oh, so we can say, just open up the world and I'm good. And we'll show you people that way. And we'll say what you say that you want. So that way, when you want to just do, because we have a search feature and a swipe feature. So <laughs> if you take your shot, that's what we call it when you're doing the swiping, if you're taking your shot, um, you can just, we'll show you people that are all over the world that way too, just giving you a chance to broaden your horizon. Oh, that's what's up. Nice. That is, it sounds nice. It does sound yeah. nice. I'm excited. You're going to be on it. I'm for you. You're going to be on it, actually. Yeah, what is that? And my best friend just texted me and said, you're a community person in D.C. and Atlanta. She'll, she's going to. Oh, shoot, Capri, you got another <laughs> D.C. and Atlanta, girl. I just want to I just want to fly with you to go. I stay in the room. I, I, just, want to look, I just need DC. I just need the DC and Chicago area. I'm telling y'all, the men I met in Chicago and DC, I'm just, that's why I need to stay right there. Chicago, I used to live in Chicago, and dating was fun there, but I will say when I stayed there the second time, um, I was doing online dating, and I kept getting matched with people that were significantly younger than myself, to the point where my brother labeled me a cougar. So, <laughs> I was, oh my, that's what I was just going to say, are you against dating younger? I'm not against it. I'm not. I mean, it was some uncomfortable situations where it's like, okay, what are we talking about? But for the most part, they, I think they had more of an issue with it than I did. So I was okay. I was okay being labeled. So, so what's, what's a good the thing for you? You'll go. Look good for your age. Oh, thank you. That means you the youngest you'll go. The youngest I'll go. I'm not sure at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I think the youngest I'll go is 30. 30. 30. And yeah, I'll start my 30. phone to buzz and them tell me that I'm lying. But, you know, I think that's the youngest. 30 is young, though. 30 is young. Yeah. But I think it depends on, like, the maturity level. 30 is young. It depends on maturity level. Young, I'm, I'm well, well above Mika, your mama said, uh, you're right, Shamika, but I'm getting better at changing it. Yeah, right, mama. <laughs> and Kim want to know which one of us is going to put up a fence, by the way. He posted that in there. I, I don't have a problem with putting up a fence. I'm not. We know you're not. I don't have a problem. It might not be put up right, but... I would help you put it up. I'd help you put it up. I'd be outside, you know, digging. I would help. 
Yeah, because hold on, like, that's like, I, I think another deal breaker for me is if you're as scary as me. Y'all know I'm scary, right? I don't even watch scary movies because I'm so scary. So, like, here's the thing. I need you not to jump when I jump because here's the problem. I might get mad when you if you jump when I jump, and I got to go out here and can't handle it. Just <laughs> like... It's a like, spider on the wall, and you be like, he, you, ah, ah, you like, ah, ah, you both, you kill it. Now, if I got to, and, and I'm going to kill it, but I'm going to kill it with a bad, I'm going to have the worst attitude ever, like, get out. You, This is done. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal, Brooke, I'm you? So, I have dealt with a liar. My problem, I'll be giving people the benefit of the doubt. So I'm, I'm guilty. Of that. <laughs> I'm, so guilty. I'm guilty of a lot of stuff, but I would say one deal breaker is, like you said, a man that can't handle. Because I've been with like a man that who was like, "Oh, the tub is stopped up. Okay, call a plumber, try to figure it out and fix it. And then when I go in there and try to fix it, it ain't nothing but a piece of paper towel that that was that, that one of the kids and put in there, and it was stuck. Like they try to figure it out." <laughs> You don't even got a toolbox, and I got to go try to unscrew some stuff. Like, I shouldn't... <laughs> so it's not this gender roles, but certain stuff, like, I feel like a man need to be taken care of. And if something is broken in the house, you, you should not be coming to me. Be like, well, the garbage disposal stopped working. Okay. Call somebody or try exactly. to figure out how to fix it. You want me to get down on my knees, and you want me to unscrew it? Like, what do you want me to do? So that that's the only thing. Um, amongst, like, everything that y'all said... But I have a bad habit of trying to find the good in people and giving people the benefit of the doubt. So that is my You fault. really do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I got that bad. But yeah. But I, I don't know I can get it. I try not to like dig too far because I know I can be very like particular about things. But I'm also really independent, too. So I don't really need to talk to somebody every day. Maybe every now and then. I was telling my uh, my wax lady today, I have commitment issues. Like, I won't even pay for her whole package. Like, she got a package that I can get if my wax is for cheaper. If I pay for, like, four pack, four waxes. Yeah, I won't even pay for the four waxes because I feel like, well, what if I don't, what if in four months I don't want to come back to her, right? You know? Not that I have a plan of changing, but... I'm okay with doing this month-to-month thing, you know. I know it don't save no money, but maybe it's the month-to-month. So I think that just my history of dating has just kind of created this, like, history of, like, issues with commitment. No, that that's always my issue, though. We have a monthly package on the app. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I don't look. I may do it. I don't look. Here's the problem. I may hop on and do it, and then be like, I don't want to do this next. I don't really want to commit to a whole year. You can do I have apps on my phone that I don't even use after the first month. You're going to use this. You are. Because yes. we got to be wing women. Yeah, we are. We got to be like, girl. Yes. A girl. We know what you like, girl. We got you. I got you. What I like, Mika? That tall, chocolate man, you know, and then. You like the kind of like the nerdy kind of, you know, artistic, art, yeah, you know, like you, you, you know how different, different totally. Yours is totally different. <laughs> what you like, Mika? Yours is totally different type what of. What the hell they said? What? Black power. <laughs> Look, 
I do need to black love cancer. to love yourself and black women. I I don't know. I'm like Stephanie. I've struggled with like dating out of my race, not because um, I don't think they're attracted to me, because I attract a lot of white men. Like they love me. Like I almost have stopped this ass myself. Like am I cheating myself for my future? Because white men love me. Like they love my dirty bros, and I cannot find a way to like. Make that something I wanna, I want. Like, okay, it's just I got not a question. To me. So Stephanie says she didn't, she haven't dated outside her race because of maybe they don't think she's as beautiful. What is your reason? I just, I'm not comfortable with it. So like, I like when I was in high school, I tried it, and maybe because I was in high school at the point, but I felt like everybody was looking at me. So like, we went on a date. We had like, we had a good time, but I just felt like the entire time everybody was staring at me. And I was more wary about that. I've never been, like, with somebody and felt like, oh, my gosh, everybody, like, we're the center of attention. And um, I felt like it was cheating him because I felt like I just wasn't comfortable with him enough yeah. to not care about what anybody else thought. And I've never dated outside my race, but um, I did go to dinner with the, um, with the co-worker. And we went to, like, this steakhouse. It was because he was like, pick anywhere you want to want to go or whatever. He was just taking me on a friendly dinner or whatever. And we went, but I was so, like, the whole time we were there, I just felt like everybody was looking at us. But I found myself watching him to see if he was watching everybody else, and he wasn't concerned whatsoever. Like, it was me more than anything. So at that moment, because I have thought about dating outside of my race, but I was like, mm, or whatever, you know, cultural differences or whatever. But in that moment, I felt like, even though I knew, like, we just here as friends and we just, you know, it's just dinner. But I found myself, like, worried about everybody else that was around us. And really, honestly, people wasn't even get, paying us no attention. But it was me. I can honestly say, so I had the same experience as Capri. In high school, I did try one time. I completely forgot about that. And I did feel like everyone was watching me. And they were. I mean, I actually saw people I knew and, like, guys were like, what you doing? And I had to, and I felt like it wasn't fair to him because I started becoming so subconscious that I was not comfortable because I didn't like the attention either. And so I ended it because I felt as if he was being treated unfairly by me because I couldn't be bold with him and just be out there. I was just too young to actually deal with that situation. But now... As an adult, I need to give it a try, I think, so. I probably should give it a try. Because, like I said, they love me. Like, I get them far and wide. They compliment my hair. They com I mean, and it's not like racist compliments. Like, it's like, you look beautiful. You are really pretty. Like, it's a, um Iranian, like, uh, store up the street. And the guy just could not get my order right. Because he was just like, man, I'm sorry, man. You are just so pretty. Like, I just want you to know you were just really beautiful. And so, like, I get that. Like, if they're not not attracted to me, I just don't feel comfortable. So I have to, I think I have to come up out of myself because I feel like if I'm going to be with you, I shouldn't be worried about, like, what other people think or how other people feel. And I think it's unfair to any person that I'm out with for them to feel like you're more worried about what everybody else around us is thinking that you can't enjoy the moment or be in the moment with us. So that's definitely something I probably should, like, come up out of. Right. Um, and like 
come out of my own head with it. But yeah, I, I just, I've never, I did it like in high school, like I said, and it was really sweet. It was probably the best uh, date I ever went on in my, in high school years. He just, I mean, he brought me flowers. He was just really sweet. And I just was like, I can't do this. So Stephanie, like is your, is your dating app focused on black people or is it everybody? It's everybody. And we went back and forth with who we were going to target in terms of demographics. And the sites that I've done in the past have always been centered around just our community and culture. Um, the reason we wanted to open this up for everyone is because part of it is just to serve as an example, especially for young black girls, that you can build anything. And if we think about Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, we're a large part of those communities. But we're more prone to go and join them than just creating our own and building it for ourselves. So I'm a big proponent, proponent of STEM, um, getting girls involved in technology as early as possible. I went to Florida A&M and I was able to see other women in my major in computer science. And so I really wanted to build something and show that the masses can use it. And it's built by this little young black girl, well, old black girl. <laughs> and, and prayerfully it takes off and we're able to give that gift but I do think our next project after this is going to be something that is um, specific to demographics probably one that is for the black community and Stephanie, you don't look that you don't look that old. I don't know why you keep calling yourself old. Oh, no, not at you all. You older than us, so we I'm not old. You know, you know, I, I really am. <laughs> you know what they say? Black don't crack, so keep it that way. <laughs> I, told, I asked somebody asked one on my the lady that does my wife. She asked me how old I was, and I told her then I, how old I will be this weekend. And I told her, and I cringed, and I was like, eh, I think I'm gonna stay at 35 for a couple years. Enjoy it. I had a great time tonight. 
Thank you. We'll have to follow you on Instagram. I don't know if we're following you yet, um, but we'll work on that. Make sure we're um, follow you on the Instagram. Um, and we follow you because we need to stay in touch. Hold on, look, because we're fine. We need to find. <laughs> we gotta find me a man. Yeah, I got you. That is on one of okay. That's gonna be part of my mid year resolution. I got you. Yes, yes. Um, so um, it's been a good conversation. Um, we do get some. Suggestions, so I'm gonna have to run that through Mika and Dante. See how you guys talk about, think about that, because I didn't think about that as a topic. But um, maybe going further into interracial dating. Okay. It's a good you guys for that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I get it. I'll, I'll, I'll come back anytime you guys want me to. Yeah. So we may like we might have to just kind of bring you back on that one. Yeah. That after one. you launch and see how it's going. After you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to close that free? Yep, so you guys know we are on Seattle Hip Hop Radio every Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we are also on Orlando Hip Hop Radio every Monday and Friday as well, so you can catch us on both of those networks. Um, so tune in to either one, download the apps. Um, there's apps in the App Store, as well as you can go to just the, store, um, the actual what's name. So um, whatever, whichever of your best comfortable with if you're on your laptop it's just seattle hip-hop radio or orlando hip-hop radio.com um third mondays are going to look a little different for us so we will be um having conversations and further talks with black-owned businesses with that within the oklahoma area so you guys stay tuned uh, we'll be introducing each new and old um, black-owned businesses to the podcast and Kind of what they have to offer, the things that they are um, that they do here for the city. So kind of stick with us on that one. We will no longer be at ICE. Um, so we will we're changing directions and doing something different in that space. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. Um, we are on SoundCloud, YouTube, um, Anchor, and Spotify. Sorry, I, I blanked out. Um, we are there every. We have a new episode that posts every Sunday. Um, but um, you can catch those episodes anytime throughout the week. Um, if you want to follow us, please follow us. Please like and share our page on Facebook. Um, we are at Mocha T, and it's one, one word, Mocha T Podcast, and that is on all of the platforms that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and we're on TikTok. We're going to start TikTok in this week. We did already kind of have a conversation. That's how you're going to TikTok, but I'm playing like this. We need you to Pull out that fancy toothbrush. She got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you have any inquiries for us, we're at mochat2018 at gmail.com. And y'all, guess what? This week is my birthday week. It's We are turning up this week. So y'all stay tuned. And thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. And we are out. Peace.